Hi, I'm Kaylee Moore. And I'm Emma Samasco. Welcome to Freelance Writing Coach, your go-to podcast for building a freelance writing business. In each 20-minute episode, we'll do a deep dive into one area of business with the hope that our insights as successful freelance writers will educate and inspire you. This season of Freelance Writing Coach is sponsored by Ava Gutierrez, a freelance writer who's helped other freelancers quit their jobs and reach their $10,000 per month writing goals. This all happens inside of the client acquisition system, and Ava has a special gift for our listeners. Grab her training on how to make your first $10,000 from freelance writing at freelancewriterframework.com. Learn how to make your first $10,000 as a freelance writer, all while making sure you're working with ideal clients on projects that you actually love. Go to thefreelancewriterframework.com to get access. In this episode, we're going to talk about social media, its place in our lives, and its place at work. I personally recently got off Instagram and I removed a bunch of social media apps from my phone. And I've been thinking a lot about where social media fits into my personal life, but also my business life. Because as a freelance writer, we need to be visible in order to attract new clients. So I'm curious, Kaylee, for you, where does social media fit into your life right now? Oh, man. This is a big topic for me, and it's something I've been thinking a lot about. I think in episode one, you and I touched on this just briefly, but you encouraged me to take the apps off my phone. And I I was like, (laughs) especially for Twitter, because Twitter for me has been a huge tool for growing my business, for building my audience, for kind of accumulating influence, I guess, within my space. I feel tethered to it a lot of times. I feel a responsibility to show up there, to participate, to interact with people, because I feel like there's some sort of expectation for me to maintain this consistency that I've had over the past few years. And what I'm finding now is that I have built up a sizable audience, is a great tool for my business, but I I don't know that there really is a deep-seated necessity for me to invest the amount of time that I do there, which is a really nice way of saying, I don't need to be on there as much as I am. So what I've done recently is I've taken the Twitter app off my phone. I've been installing and uninstalling Instagram, which is really just kind of a personal channel for me. But I found that I do spend a lot of time there, especially in the evening. So just setting better boundaries with myself as far as like, okay, during the day, during the week when I'm working, I can still use Twitter as my water cooler, but I don't need to be on there in the evening just endlessly scrolling and interacting with people because it doesn't matter. So I struggle with this. I really go back and forth because I feel like there's a little bit of FOMO there as far as if I'm not there, am I missing things? Am I missing opportunities? Are there instances where maybe I could have had a great opportunity that because Twitter wasn't on my phone and I didn't see it at the right time, you know, there's this urgency to it because it is so Mm -hmm. fast moving. Yeah. That's what I get hung up on. So what about you? Tell me your experience. Well, I similarly have felt tethered to social media. And I think like not to make it too personal here, but that's what I'm going to start with because I felt like Instagram in particular, but also Facebook especially, were like really damaging to my mental health. And I think some of it was illuminated by COVID perhaps because people were like sharing what they were doing, whether they were like 
going to parties or not or wearing masks or staying at home where they had childcare or they had no childcare. Like there was all this like comparison. And I just, I felt really, really exhausted of seeing everybody's highlight reel. Like at sort of the end of me using it, I decided like, I wasn't posting very much, but I kept just like looking at all of these people and like some of them I barely knew. It was like I had a, one class in college with someone and I'm like looking at her fifth pregnancy, like why, why, why? Like <laughs> I just, and the thing is, it's like, it's not just the time that it was sucking for me. I just noticed that it was bringing up a lot of really negative feelings in me, mostly about myself, about like, why can't I have it together like this person? Like this person is having a great vacation. Why can't I get my act together to go on vacation? Like this person has seven children. Why do I feel like I can only have one? Like, I mean, I just not, again, I realize that's personal, but I, one of my like hesitations was the connections that I felt that I would lose by stepping away from these platforms. So with Instagram, it's like, it was more of a personal platform for me. I've never used it for promoting my business really. Well, that's not totally true, but it's not that's not its primary use for me at all. It's totally a personal thing. But there are a lot of people like you, for example, that I would keep in touch with via direct message on Instagram and it was like sort of about work, but not really. It was just about us connecting and I was like I don't really want to lose those connections. So, I didn't want to say goodbye to it. And I don't know. And like with Facebook even more, like there's so many groups on Facebook for copywriters and content writers and content marketers. And even I run my own Facebook group about case studies. And so I was like, I can't leave Facebook because I have a Facebook group and there's all these things happening in this space and I can't leave it and blah, 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 blah. And so what I decided to do was delete my Instagram. Like I was like, I can't be on this anymore. It's too negative for my mental health. If I really miss it, I can go back to it, but I'm going to experiment with deleting it. So I deleted it. And on Facebook, I was like, I'm going to delete the app from my phone and I'm going to allow myself to use Facebook for work because like, I think we feel on social media that there's a sense of urgency because things are happening in real time and there's all these discussions. But I think realistically, if you like jump on Facebook once a day, that you can like actually get the value that you need out of it. And I think so much of it is actually just noise. Like when I've said goodbye to Instagram, there's like a few people that I'm like, oh, I wish I were seeing pictures of their kids. And like when I when that thought pops into my head, I'm like, oh, I'm going to send them a text message and ask for those pictures. Because like that's like much more of a real connection. I know it's still just text messaging, but like that's much more of a real connection than like clicking an emoji when you see a picture of a cute kid, right? This is all like, those are my personal feelings about social media. And then I felt also that it's been helpful to relentlessly unfollow certain things. And I, a platform like LinkedIn, which is for work, um, and Twitter as well, both of those for me are much more professional places. They're not as difficult for me to deal with. Like, it's funny, I have like some kind of website blocker app installed in my Chrome browser. And yesterday I was on LinkedIn and it like had a little pop-up and it was like, it said something kind of funny, like you waste a lot of time on the site. Do you want to limit your time here? <laughs> and it, it didn't say it quite like that, but like pretty much. And it yeah. sort of allowed you to say like, oh, I'm going to only allow myself 20 minutes a day on LinkedIn. And at the time I just sort of clicked the X, but I was like, oh, I should be just more deliberate about like how much time I allow myself in a day. Like how much time do I really need on LinkedIn a day? Like I don't need an hour. 
I could go through in 15 minutes and join the discussions. And I also think the best projects that come my way, I like to think that they're because of social media and being present and all of that. But I think they're more because of real connections that I have with people. And so it's more important to keep up those connections in whatever way I do that, whether it's via email or text or whether it's on social media, than than actually like using social. It's very complicated. Yeah. I think that that prompted for me the idea that like maybe I and people listening here should really take the time to do kind of a social media audit where you look at how am I using different channels and like look at the data, like how much time are you spending on a daily or weekly basis on each of those channels? And then again, like audit, how many actual opportunities related to your business are you getting from those channels? Or take a hard look at like where are those opportunities cropping up? Is it indirect messages? Is it in your email inbox? Is it on a particular channel? And really take a hard look at where you're investing your time. Because I think what happens is so often, and it's the nature of these apps and the way that they're built, they are built to be rabbit holes and to be yes. time sucks and to drive interaction and engagement. That's that's the nature of their business models. So I think it's important to see where are you getting the most meaningful results? What is most negatively impacting your workflow or your mental health? And really like take some time to write it down and write about how it makes you feel. And and again, like take a moment to reflect on the time that you're investing on these different channels and take a hard look at, is it meaningful? Is it producing results? Is it doing things that are helpful for my business? And if the answer is yes, then how can you be more efficient with the time that you spend using those channels. So like for me, for Twitter, not having it on my phone means I'm still using it on my desktop when I'm working during the day. And that's great. But I, in the evening, I'm not mindlessly scrolling and consuming information that I don't necessarily need because that's a mental tax that I don't think we think about and we don't account for processing that information, taking it in, generating that FOMO. It all comes with a toll. Yeah, I think that there's other strategies you can use as well, like turning off notifications or one thing I've done in the past is schedule tweets. So it's not that I, it's like a totally automated thing where, I mean, it's like I'll deliberately schedule something for the next day or a few days when I have, like sometimes I might have like a lot of thoughts at once that I want to get out there, but they're they're not necessarily thoughts that need to go out that day. And so I'll schedule to kind of, I mean, I'm not probably as active as on Twitter as you are, but I do think there's some tools like that you can use. I do think that there might be people listening as well who are like, oh, I wish I could make more use out of social media. And maybe they're listening to this episode and they're like, what? These people are talking about not using social media and I need to figure out how to use it. I can think of a good friend of mine who always is like, oh, I got to like figure out how to use social media. And it's like an interesting question because it's like, I think so much of it is figuring out what works for you, like what channels make the most sense for you to be on based on where your audience is hanging out. Like I found that so much of my audience is on LinkedIn. So that makes, that's like a really great place for me to post. And I think you feel that way about Twitter. And so it's like, can you sort of dedicate yourself to you know, one area as opposed to being like, oh my gosh, social media, should I have an Instagram page? Should I be on Twitter too? Should I be in? Like, I think that has the potential to be like really, really overwhelming as well. And also again, is like not necessary. I think 
even those people that wish that they were on social media more, a lot of what they're responding to is like seeing everybody else on social media and feeling pressure to put themselves out there on social media. I just don't know how important it is. Like I think the reason social media is so powerful is because it allows you to make connections with people. And that's really, really powerful, but it's actually like not the only way of doing that. And again, it's not always the deepest way of doing that. I think also just to hop in here before this thought leaves my brain, I think the other thing too, is that people struggle with content creation for those channels. I do. I do. Like, I don't know what to say. So I think a a creative way to still get a lot out of those tools and platforms and things like that is like, if you don't have something to say, find out what somebody else is saying and maybe chime into that conversation that's already out there. Or if there's a Twitter chat that's going on, like freelance chat is a good one where you can talk to other people and chime in and you don't necessarily have to come up with a theme or an idea or an original thought. You can just kind of participate rather than just constantly consuming what other people are saying and being like, oh shit, I don't know what to say. You can look for conversations that are relevant to what you know and then participate in those rather than constantly coming up with your own original content. Well, how do you figure out what to say, Kaylee? Because I always wonder this. I'm like, I feel like I'm like on Twitter and there's like such a little word count on on any given day. Like I'm not necessarily having profound thoughts about business or advice for my clients or freelancing. And so I'm like, I don't know what to say. I don't, it's almost like I should buy one of those. Yeah, have you ever seen advertised to you? Like, buy it. 375 social media props. Oh. I've never bought one, but I see those sometimes advertised to me, maybe because they know that it's hard for me. (laughs) But it's like, I would love to, I especially feel that way on Twitter that I'm like, well, LinkedIn too, where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I wish that I had things to say. Like on Twitter, it's like, I wish I had something to say once a day. On LinkedIn, it's like, I wish I had something to say once a week. I'll go through periods where I really try to be religious about posting once a week on LinkedIn. But anyway, so my question here is like, how do you figure out something to say on social media that's sort of like kind of interesting or just like a statement even, like put your foot in the ground on something? I always feel so wishy-washy about stuff. So one thing my husband has really pushed for in the past couple of years is, especially on Twitter, finding one topical area and really just tweeting about that one thing. So for me, it's been a lot of writing-focused information. So anytime I tweet out, I try to make sure that it's something either insightful that I've learned during the week or an observation I've made or like a tip or tactic that I know is really effective, but it's all related to that one core theme. And the reason that works so well is that then people are like, oh, Kaylee is the person who tweets about writing. I can go to her profile and find a ton of information about this one very specific thing. And so it's not a lot of personal stuff. It's not a lot of like flippant, I here's what I'm eating for lunch. It's very deliberate. It's very strategic. A lot of it t- has to do also with building threads where you're going on and getting deeper on something specific, but really leaning into that one area and making it very focused on that, especially when you're tweeting out. Of course, you can still say whatever you want back and forth to people when you're having conversations. But yeah, just kind of using it as an educational tool where you're sharing, this is what I know. This is my expertise. That for me has been where I've been focusing and it's grown my following a lot. I have to say it's been really effective as far as making my account like weeding out a lot of the noise and a lot of the stuff that people maybe don't care about, but making it a place where I can really teach and share what I know. 
Yeah, I think that there's some confidence there that you have to have that maybe I don't really, where like I feel like maybe some imposter syndrome on those platforms where I'm like, who wants to hear from me? What do I really know about writing or freelancing or interviewing? Like, who am I to share these insights? So, and one of the challenges that I've had, and I feel like I have this challenge in my life, is just saying like, well, who am I? Am I willing to like put my stake in the ground on a social media platform and say like, I'm about this thing. I don't know. Like if I am just talking about business writing, like sure, of course, that's who I am and what I'm about. But that's a challenge. It is. But I mean, think about all the things that you know innately from the work that you've done about what makes a successful case study or how to do a really kick-ass interview and get insights that you normally couldn't tease out of a person that you're talking to. Those are things that you've learned through firsthand experience where if you were to put a stake in the ground and say like, hey, here's how you do this really well, step by step, people will be like, oh shit, that makes a lot of sense, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's something that I should be focusing on or thinking about more. And I mean, I know we started this conversation with like, how do we get off social media? But I think <laughs> I think where we're sort of landing is like, it's not really about getting off it. It's about figuring out how to use it really strategically for your business in whatever way makes the most sense for you. Totally. And like what your goals are, right? Like if your goals are to build an audience and be known for something, then it makes sense to be super strategic about how you use those platforms. Yeah. And it can be great for like other things too, as far as growing your email list. If you have like a pinned tweet where you're saying, sign up for my newsletter, or we use it to share the podcast episode, same with LinkedIn. I mean, it's definitely a great place to share. I just, I don't think it needs to be as all-encompassing as it has come to be. And I, I'm curious, you mentioned that you use like a tool on your computer for that was prompting the thing that was like, hey, are you spending a lot of time here? I know that the new iOS has like a focus mode on the phone where you can remove some of the functionality of social media apps, but are there other tools that you found that have been helpful for managing this better? So I was just trying to look at what the name of this tool was that... I didn't even know I had the tool. I must have downloaded it at some point and it just came up and was like, you're using this too much. I find that just like as simple as Twitter's scheduling feature, like I don't use like any social media Twitter software for scheduling, but like just using like the schedule tweet I found to be helpful. I do think any kinds of modes on the iPhone or just like deleting apps or deleting notifications. Some of it you kind of have to take into your own hands, I found, like whether it's finding and installing a tool for your specific need or just being like, I don't want notifications from Facebook on my phone. It's more, you really have to be deliberate because like these platforms aren't built to help you manage your boundaries around them. You have to take very deliberate steps to do so. And the screen time, the information on your phone that you get, if you use an iPhone, that I found to be sometimes upsetting, but generally helpful. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's interesting because like right after I got on off Facebook, like, or Instagram, I guess, well, both on my phone, my iPhone was like, you spent 30% less time on your screen this week or something, which is like a really substantial difference in the amount of time. So that was actually kind of enlightening as well. 
I think the big thing to remember, and it made me think about this when you said that you were scheduling tweets, is I've always been hesitant to do things like that because I feel like the nature of those tools is to drive engagement. So if you pose a question or you share something insightful, you want to be there to go back and forth with people if they are replying to those things. So I'm curious, like if you're scheduling tweets, do you have a set period of time before you go and check back and see if there are things you need to respond to? Does that is that anxiety producing for you? Like, how do you manage that? No, it's not anxiety producing. Like, I still have Twitter on my phone, which I know you don't, but it, I mean, I still, and I'm on it during the day. So, like, I'll get notifications. So, if there is something that I've tweeted out that's like, and to keep in mind, like, I think I'm using it less than you, but like, mm-hmm. if I am getting notifications, I just, oh, I have some notifications. I'm going to respond to them. And then I'm like, oh, there was that tweet that I scheduled. And it's like, I'm not scheduling things months in advance. It's like, you know, maybe a week is the most that I would schedule it in advance. I should be more strategic where I'm like, I should schedule things for a whole year to have something to say. But it's more like, it's more like I do it when I have multiple ideas at one time and I don't want to tweet them all at once and I don't want to like come back to Twitter. So I'm like, okay, I have like three things I'm going to want to say. I'll just tweet this one right now and then I'll schedule these ones to go out like tomorrow and the next day. And like, you're going to be on Twitter anyway. So like they go out and then you respond to them when they come in. I don't think that... Like, how fast do you really need to be? Like, do you need to respond to someone in five minutes? Like, I don't think so. Like, I think if a few hours go by or even in 24 hours, it's not such a big deal as long as you eventually get back to someone. Yeah. I think that that's probably self-imposed, like, anxiety over, oh, I need to get right back to that person. That's something I even struggle with on email. So Yeah, I struggle with that too. But by the way, the email scheduling is also really awesome. Yes, that is really great. That is yes. really cool. So what's your final thought to leave listeners with on this topic? My final thought is that social media is a really powerful tool. <laughs> it is great for making connections with people, for promoting things. But I think that we need to be really careful of how much it takes over our lives and that there are deliberate steps that we can take to be more strategic about how we use it, both in our personal lives and our professional lives. Well said. I have nothing to add. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Freelance Writing Coach Podcast. If you want more tips, tricks, and resources for building your business, visit freelancewritingcoachpodcast.com. Thank you.